John chapter 6 uh, is where we're going to be today as we continue our series entitled He Is, uh, looking at who Jesus Christ is. Uh, John chapter 6 is uh, a familiar passage. It's the, uh, the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. Uh, and our text and what we're going to look at for, for sermon's sake is going to be through verses 1 through 15. Uh, but in reality, right, we do a disservice to the text if, if I didn't share with you that all of John 6, right, is, is essentially connected. It's all connected. Uh, a couple things about uh, this passage in particular, John uh, 6, right, the feeding of the 5,000 there, uh, it's the only miracle that Jesus does that's found in all four of the Gospels, which is significant. Uh, but it speaks to a greater miracle uh, that, that takes place. Uh, the miracle being that Jesus is revealing himself to people. Uh, you've got to understand the context. We'll read here in a second. But w- what's taken place during this miracle is that of the Passover, uh, the Passover meal. The Passover uh, meal was commemorated by the Jewish people uh, to remember how God had delivered uh, his people from the Egyptians. Remember that last plague? where the Lord told Moses to tell the people to uh, to slaughter uh, a, a spotless lamb and paint their doorpost in blood so that when the death angel came, right, uh, he would pass over uh, the homes of those that were covered by the blood. The significance of that is it speaks to, right, Jesus' ultimate sacrifice, the unblemished lamb that came uh, to lay his life down so that, hey, we could have life in him. But but during the Passover, right, what would take place is that the uh, people would eat, right, uh, unleavened bread there, but also they would eat, they would sacrifice and eat a, an unblemished lamb. And so we'd see Jesus here provide the bread on the mountain for the people, right, uh, you know, basically out of heaven, this miracle that we see here, and we see the people understand, man, this guy's different. He must be some kind of prophet. He must be like Moses, But you look later on in the chapter and Jesus says, no, 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 no. Moses is not the one that provided that bread for you in the wilderness whenever you were there. It was God who did that. God who did that. And Jesus goes on to tell him, tell them that, hey, I, at the end of the day, am the bread of life. I'm the one that satisfies you. I am God. I'm the one that you're looking for. And so the bread is provided there at the Passover, but it begs the question, hey, where is the lamb there? If they're looking to partake of this Passover meal. Well, Jesus says at the end of John chapter 6, right, that, hey, unless you choose to eat my flesh and drink my blood, man, hey, you cannot have eternal life. What's Jesus saying there? Hey, the lamb that you're looking for, he's right here. I'm right here. I'm the lamb. Right, the whole chapter, right, is speaking to, man, the fact that Jesus is the Son of God that they're looking for. Significant. We've got to see all of John 6 in context. But here in John chapter 6, verses 1 through 14, we see uh, the miracle uh, that Jesus uh, did in feeding of the 5,000. So if you're there, let me know that you're there by saying there. And we're going to read, uh, like I said, verses 1 through 15 together. It says this, after this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus, at this point, to many, was a rock star, man. They're seeing Jesus do these crazy things. And so he had a crowd that was there. 
Jesus went up to the mountain and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. So lifting up his eyes then and seeing the large crowd that was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? And he said to test him for he himself knew what he would do. Jesus answered him, or Philip rather, answered him saying, 200 denarii, more than eight months worth of wages, man. That that bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little bit. One of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, well, there's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they for so many. And Jesus said to him, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, about 5,000 in number. And Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he had distributed them to those who were seated. So they also, so also the fish as much as they wanted. And When they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, gather up the leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. So they gathered up, so they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this indeed is the prophet who has come into the world. Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. We see this crowd in a predicament, if you will. Jesus and disciples are there on this mountain. There isn't any food there. It's Passover, man. Hey, they, they, they need to eat. And hey, we see Jesus do, hey church, what only he could do. He made a way. He made a way. And hey, by the way, he's still able to make a way today. Hey, can I just encourage you today? Hey, listen, the Jesus that we follow and serve, man, he is a way maker. Hey, the Jesus that we follow and serve, hey, he can bring breakthrough in your life. And so the call for you is to choose, man, to trust in him. I've entitled the message simply this, hey, Jesus the way maker. Hey, I'm glad the Jesus that I follow and serve isn't just some figment of my imagination. I'm glad the Jesus that I follow and serve isn't just, you know, some corpse rotting in the rotting in the grave right now. I'm glad that the Jesus that I serve and follow, hey, he still is a way maker. Still able to make a way. And he can in your life. Jesus Christ, the way maker. Why don't we pray one more time? Lord God, we love you. We thank you for uh, that truth that you are able to make a way. God, when there seems to be no way. God, I pray for, God, the people in here today, Lord, uh, that are in need of breakthrough. The reality is we all are in need of breakthrough. But there may be some in here that need a breakthrough in their marriage. God, I pray that you'd meet them where they are, make a way for them. There are folks in here that need a breakthrough in their family. That wayward child, Lord, to run away. I pray that you'd make a way today, Lord. I pray for those that, God, may need breakthrough in their job, finances, Lord. I I pray that you would do what only you could do, Lord. God, help us today to move to entrust ourselves to you, the way maker, in these days. God, we love you. We thank you. 
And we ask these things all in your gracious and heavenly name and all God's people's head. Amen. Amen. Hey, Jesus Christ, the way maker. It's not just some song, some catchy song that we sing. It's the truth. It's not just some, you know, far distant teaching that we heard from a long time ago. It's the truth. Jesus is still able to make a way. And we see him do that here in John chapter six in providing right, bread from some some kids lunch, some little kids lunch. The five barley loaves and two fish, man, barley was the, the poor person's bread at that time. He took that, some little kid's lunch that he had there on the field trip up the mountain to see Jesus at work, man. He took his lunch and provided for all 5,000 people plus. By the way, it's 5,000 men that were there, not including women and children. Man, estimated probably 20,000 folks, man, was able to provide for them. Hey, Jesus Christ is, man, our way maker. He can make a way. You may say, Pastor, of how is he that based on what we see here in the passage? I'm glad you asked. Can I give you, hey, two ways that we see here in the text? How he is. A waymaker today. The first way that we see that he's a waymaker is this, man. Our Jesus, he is a miracle worker. Miracle worker. Jesus, right in a desperate situation, solves the problem. The only way that he's able to do it, right? He grabs this little boy's lunch that's offered, right? And, and he provides in masses, masses to folks that are there. Imagine that, man. Hey, doing what only he could do. Man, he is a miracle worker, man. And he has always been that. Come on now. Hey, he, he's always been that. Can, can, can I remind you, man, of the ways that he was a miracle worker in the Old Testament? Hey, remember that time when the people of Israel, right, were at a crossroads. They're fleeing the people of e the Egypt, the wicked Egyptians. They're at this Red Sea, literally, right, the, this large mass of water. Wasn't any way they were going to be able to get to the other side. Hey, but God says that he split the Red Sea and they were able to cross over to the other side. And then, man, they brought the Red Sea back together and engulfed the uh, Egyptians when they tried to cross over themselves. Man, he made a way time and again when the, when the Israelite people were surrounded by enemy armies, right, and found themselves in a desperate spot. Man, he made a way. W one way he did it was he literally told the Israelite people to march around the city seven times. And shout. That's crazy. Crazy. Made a way where there seemed to be no way. Made a way. Right? To when King David was on the run for his life. King of Israel, man, he's on the run for his life looking to get, you know, son's looking to kill him, man. Made a way of provision for him time and time again. Oh, you remember this one? This one's real familiar. Remember when, hey, there were three Hebrew boys that chose not to bow down right to that statue that was built and praise it as God? They were thrown into this furnace, and it said that, hey, not, not even an article of clothing was burned on them. Hey, because there was a fourth person in there, Jesus the Christ, man. Hey, he made a way. He is a miracle worker. If you believe that, church, shout amen. amen. Hey, he's a miracle worker. Hey, if we believe it, then we ought to live like it. We ought to live like it. We ought to live as though, man, he's still able to make a way. He's still able to do miracles in our life. We ought to live. That way, the same God who has done what he's done in the past is the same God who is able to do in the now. Hey, the same God who has done in the past what he's done is able to do in the now. He is a miracle worker. Miracle worker. Man, I can testify to that personally. I remember when I was in grad school, moved 
grad school in New Orleans, Louisiana. Felt the call of the Lord to go down there. If you don't know about New Orleans, Louisiana, it's a lot hotter down there than it is up here, below sea level. I like to joke around and tell folks, hey, New Orleans, you know, Louisiana is hey, the closest place to hell I'm going to get, hallelujah, because <laughs> it's so hot down there. Wash the blood, man, the closest place to hell we get. It's hot down there. Moved down there for school. And Brother Dwayne, man, I didn't have hardly anything in my bank account, man. I was broke, broke. You know, there's broke and then there's broke, broke, Brother Chris. Broke, broke. Had a couple hundred bucks. Rent was due coming up soon. And I remember my buddies that helped me move in there, we went to a local grocery store across the street from the campus, from the seminary campus. They said, Eric, man, hey, we'll, we'll take care of you, man. Hey, pick a snack that you want to buy. And I'm thinking, man, this, this may be my last meal for a while, man. I may have to bum off some folks. And so I said, man, let me make a count. Bought a loaf of bread, a jar of peanut butter, Brother Cameron, and a box of honey buns, man. Those were my three choices. I was thinking, man, I'm going to live off of that for a while. I, I got to find a job, man, F- figure things out. And never forget, it may seem small, but hey, you talk about how God is able to work, man, even in the small stuff. I remember going to apply to work at the uh, little seminary hotel, the guest house of the seminary across the street. And whenever I walked in there and met that lady, you know, she said, man, whenever you walked in, man, I had a sense, and I believe it was from the Lord, I was supposed to hire y'all. I didn't have any experience working at a hotel. But hey, God made a way. You may say, Pastor, man, that seems pretty small. Hey, can I tell you? Hey, even the smallest, man, of miracles, hey, the Lord's worthy to be praised for. And we've got to reflect on those. Some of us, man, we're expecting God to do something cataclysmic. And whenever he doesn't do it, then, hey, we find ourselves struggling to worship him, struggling to, struggling to trust. But the reality is, hey, he's still a miracle worker. Hey, so choosing to trust in the small things that he's done in your life enables you to choose to trust whenever you need to run to him for a major breakthrough. And so choose to trust him. him. He's still a miracle work. Psalm 77, 14. All right, the psalmist says this. Hey, you are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. Man, the God who works wonders. Then Ephesians 3, 20 through 21, the Apostle Paul, man, who experienced this miracle work and power of God. Apostle Paul was a dude that persecuted Christians, literally was blinded by the light on this road. Life forever changed. This is what he says about the God who changed him. He says this. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we could ask or think. According to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And so what does that mean for us in here? Hey, God is still able to work that miracle in mending that marriage, man, that's falling apart. Maybe you're in here and then that's where you're at. He's still able to work that miracle, man. He's the great reconciler. Hey, God is still able to work that miracle, right, and bring in that wandering child home child home he's still able to work that miracle and saving that lost sinner do you know that you've been praying for for a while he's still able to work that miracle hey and stretching that dollar and so the call for us man is to choose to entrust ourselves to him that's what it takes we see jesus is the miracle worker our response ought to be to remember all the great things he has done for us 
Allow that to grow our faith in him and and trust our lives to him. He is the great miracle worker. But secondly and lastly, hey, we see here not only is he's the great miracle worker, man, our Jesus here is the master provider. He's the master provider. We, We see, man, him provide, man, in a mask scale here. Man, he provided in a great way. We see Jesus, like I said, do what only he could do, man. But when you think about it, look at the actual miracle. This is a miracle of provision here. Provision. And Jesus provides. And he's still, man, Jehovah Jireh, the great provider to this day. And our Jesus is a master provider. Hey, let me just go ahead and throw this in free of charge. I've said it a few times, but we've got some new folks with us. and It's just a good, it's, it's good to be reminded of this from time to time. Hey, the fact that Jesus is our master provider. Hey, did you know, right, that that all the stuff that you and I have, it's not really ours. It it may have your name on it, but but it's actually the Lord's. It's the Lord's. All the stuff that we have. You say, Pastor Herb, how do you know that? James 1.17 tells us, hey, every good and perfect gift comes from above. And coming down from the Father lights, it's God who's provided it. Provided it. Mothers in here, man, the fact that you have your children, it's the Lord who provided his kids for you. The job that you have, man, the stuff that you got, it's his. It's all his. And so we need to be reminded of that. And, and hey, being reminded of that enables us, man, to be able to believe that, man, he's still able to provide in a grand way in our life. Jesus is our master provider, man. We see the ways that he is, man. First and foremost, he's our master provider by by seeing that he is resourceful. He's resourceful. Man, Jesus uses, man, what we have. Again, I, I it, this story takes me back. Jesus, he's the son of God, man. He's God in the flesh. He could do any way. He could do it any way he wanted to, right? Provide this bread any way he wanted to. But he decided to use a little boy's lunch to provide it. This little boy chose, man, to give his lunch. And Jesus multiplied it from there. Man, speaks to his resourcefulness, man. He will use what we have and multiply. He multiplies even the smallest of amounts. And so the call for us, man, hey, is to give, man, what we've got to him. Allow for him to use it. You may be in here and say, Pastor, what are you talking about? Hey, the gifts that you've got, you may think they're small. Hey, give them to him, and he'll use it. Hey, the talents that you've been given to him, hey, man, choose to give them to him and let him use it. Because he'll multiply what you've got. I'm glad that the Lord is resourceful. You may think that there's no way the Lord could use you or your gifts, but he can. He is. Hey, he is the great multiplier. Second Kings 4, 1 through 7, one of my favorite stories that speaks to the Lord's resourcefulness, man, taking what little we have and multiplying it and making a way. Story of the prophet Elisha and a widow and her son says this, starting in verse 1, Now the wife of one of the sons of the prophets cried to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. 
And you know that your servant feared the Lord, but the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. And Elisha said to her, well, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what have you in your house? And she said, your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, go outside, borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels, and not too few. Then go in and shut the door behind yourself and your sons and pour into all these vessels. And when one is full, set it aside. So she went from him and shut the door behind herself and her sons. And as she poured, remember, she just had one little jar of oil left. She was getting ready to just make a you know, little bread and then die, sit there and die. Says when she poured, they brought the vessels to her, and the vessels were full. And she said to her son, "Bring me another vessel." And he said to her, "There's not another." Then the oil stopped flowing. She came and told the man of God, and he said, "Go sell the oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on the rest." Hey, the Lord God is resourceful. Hey, the little that you have, man, give it to Him. Give it to Him. And watch him work. Hey, hey, that marriage, give it to him. And watch him work. Hey, that struggle in your life, give it to him. And watch him work. Let's be like the little boy and choose to give Jesus our lunch. And let him use it. And our Jesus, he is resourceful, but then also we see him being the master provider, right? He provides not just only a little bit but he provides in abundance. Hey, it says here, Brother Jake, that the folks, whenever the Jesus blessed the food, the food was handed out. They had plenty to eat. They were filled up, full. Man, I love, man, hey, getting full, especially if it's a free lunch. I can only imagine the people that are there, man, hey, this, this lunch was provided, you know, by God, you know, God in the flesh, Jesus. They got full. But it said, man, hey, there was tons left over. Twelve baskets and all, man, left full. Again, 20,000 folks that were there. Man, Jesus provided, hey, plenty for them. And there was extra left over. Hey, the Jesus that we follow and serve, man, hey, he is able to provide in abundance. Now, listen, I'm, this, this isn't a health, wealth, and prosperity gospel rant. It's not. What, what I am saying, though, is that God is able and he is willing to give. Good gifts to his children. And he can provide in abundance, man. He's able to provide in abundance when we choose to entrust ourselves to him. He's able to provide all that we need and more at the right time. At the right time. Hey, so friend in here, hey, you need some comfort? Hey, First Corinthians or Second Corinthians 1, 3 through 4 says this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all affliction. So that we may live, we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And trust yourself to Him. He's able to provide, hey, plenty of comfort for you, even in the darkest of seasons. Need comfort in here, man, and trust yourself to Him. Hey, maybe you're in here and you need peace today. Hey, can I remind you, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, Paul says it like this. Hey, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, man, let those requests be known to God, man. Tell them about the stuff going on in your life. And he says, man, the peace of God, which you talk about, talk about abundance, which surpasses all understanding 
be able to guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Man, need peace today? Hey, entrust yourself today. Hey, maybe you're in here and you're struggling with hope today. I, hey, I got a verse for you. Romans 15, 13. Paul says it like this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. We can abound in hope today. Talk about God, hey, providing an abundance. We can abound in hope today. Man, hey, maybe you're in here and you need, man, forgiveness, man. Hey, guilt is eating you up, man. If you, you've been walking in sin for a while, man. I'm glad that you're here, by the way. But, hey, but maybe you need forgiveness. Hey, the God that we serve, man, is one who's able to forgive in abundance. First John 1, 9. Man, if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hey, don't, don't tell me that God's not able to provide in abundance. He can. He's able. So choose to entrust yourself to him. Trust yourself to him. One of my uh, favorite stories in uh, the word um, is found in the Gospels, and it's in relation to Jesus and his ministry. Where somebody needed a breakthrough. You may know the story. There was a woman, right, who had what they called an issue blood. She was sick, very sick. Had this issue for multiple years, 12 plus years. And, And what that meant was, even though she was a Jewish person because of her issue with blood she was ruled unclean so she wasn't able to fellowship in the temple and worship there she wasn't able to be around people she hey she lived an isolated life for multiple years lonely broken up hey but she needed some breakthrough And so it says one time Jesus was walking through the crowd and she saw her opportunity. She knew who Jesus was. Hey, she knew that he was a way maker, the only one that was able to do it. And so, hey, she fought through the crowd. She didn't she didn't care. Repercussions of what was going to take place. She fought through the crowd. She said to herself, if I can only touch, man, just a little piece of his robe, his garment that he was wearing, then maybe, man, I can get healed. Hey, and it says that, man, she fought through the crowd. And touch that little piece of garment. Hey, and just like that, Brother Ross, she was healed. She was healed. That woman in that day, hey, she experienced breakthrough. Hey, she experienced, man, this way maker Jesus. was able to make a way. And in the same way, church, man, you and I, man, can experience breakthrough. By choosing to entrust ourselves to him. Trust ourselves to him. Hey, the truth of the matter is, yes, whenever we came to Jesus, man, we experienced breakthrough. Man, going from death to life. Been given a new heart. Man, we're a new creation in him. But the reality is, man, life is tough. And we find ourselves, man, hey, in seasons where where we're we're struggling to follow him. In seasons of stress, right? I, I mean, it's just the reality of life. Seasons when it feels like, hey, life is falling apart. And you may be there. But hey, but instead of choosing to, to wallow in it, 
Like some of the disciples, they're thinking, man, hey, they're, they're, there's not enough money that, in the world that can provide this meal. Hey, man, choose to entrust yourself to Jesus, the way maker. Make a way. Hey, instead of choosing, man, to, to just sit in the spot of, just, or, or run to other things. Hey, choose to entrust yourself to Jesus, the way maker. He's able. Man, he's able. Jesus, our, our way maker. Hey, you, you need a breakthrough? Man, choose to entrust yourself to him. Trust yourself.